Hello everyone, it is time for some announcements here at the Vineyard heading your way. Hey, this Wednesday, uh, coming up at 6.30 p.m., we are doing our night watch. That's a great night of ministry and prayer. Uh, it's a great night to be a part of and join us for that uh, as we begin this 2023 uh, with a prayer meeting. Great thing to be a part of. That's this Wednesday, 6.30 p.m., night watch. Don't miss it. Also coming up on the 25th of this month, another Wednesday night at 6.30 is our jam night. Uh, that's where we ask our musicians and vocalists to come together and sing a few songs. Check out the app for more information on that. We'll have another One More Youth meeting. That's for middle schoolers and high schoolers, 6th through 12th grade, February 1st at 6.30. Those are the next three upcoming events. And uh, we wanted to show this special video in honor of Martin Luther King Jr. Day on Monday. So here's the video. Woo! Everybody online, welcome. So glad to have you with us. We're, uh, we were just honoring the, the amazing ministry of uh, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We're about to hop into worship here, and then we'll have some time uh, in the Word. Our study is the uh, question Jesus asked. We're in John chapter 5. Do you want to get well? Get ready. Here we go. Woo! <laughs> Good morning, everyone. It is great to see all your faces. Albeit they are behind some hats and I was teasing. I was like, it's a little, I don't recognize all y'all with like long jeans and socks on. So, but you know, it's good to see y'all. It's cold enough weather for me to wear my, my only hoodie that I own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm telling everybody I have the faith of a mustard seed today. So that's... <laughs> 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 nice. they're, they're going to need that today they need and the all the hoodies they can have up today. in Buffalo. Yes. Yeah. But, <laughs> Yeah, it's, you gotta. The the irony is that my family's from Buffalo, and Doug was born here. And her dad's a big Bills. So fan, my dad comes so over, and it's just like nonstop. Please pray for me today. It's gonna be a hard one at the house. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, we're so glad that you're here, and we're looking forward to spending time with you. I'm gonna tell you what we'll be attempting to do. In case you don't know, we start things off here with communion. Chaplain Doug is going to lead us through that in just a moment. After communion, we'll have our time of worship, and then Miss Alice will come up and lead any kids who'd like to join her through a Bible verse. We'll dismiss them off to their Sunday school classrooms, and we'll have our time in the Word with Pastor Steve. We're in Questions Jesus Asked, part two. And um, it was really good, and I'm looking forward to you guys digging in, but before we do... 
Let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you come? We welcome your presence this morning, Papa. We're so grateful to be able to gather together corporately and worship and celebrate you, God. We thank you for your faithfulness through this last week and how you've shown us that you are near and that you are working. And God, we praise you because you know we know that you will do it again next week. Papa, in this time of corporate worship and study, help us to drop all the baggage we carried in this morning. our truest desire is to draw closer to you and know you better. So help us to set all the distractions aside. And focus on your face. We love you so much, Papa. We thank you for meeting with us. we join with all the churches around the world where your gospel is preached with this collect. Lord God, receive the prayers of your people who call upon you and grant that we may perceive and know what things we ought to do and also have the grace and power faithfully to perform them through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Chaplain Doug. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it saying, This is my body, take and eat in remembrance of me. In the same manner he took the cup. It was the last night of the Passover celebration. The cups of plagues and sanctification had already been poured and celebrated. Jesus takes the third cup, which is the cup of redemption. He said, This is my blood poured out for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. Gathered with his friends that evening, Jesus gives us a lasting ordinance or remembrance, which we call communion or the Lord's table or the Lord's supper. He said, from now on, when you get together and partake of this meal, I want you to remember me. And as his friends gathered here this morning, we too can partake of this meal, the bread and the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. And we want to remember and give thanks. We want to remember all that Jesus has said and done and promised to do. We want to remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. We want to remember how he defeated death and rose again, and we want to remember with awe and thanksgiving that he's coming back for us soon. So here on the table are the elements of communion, the bread, the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. The table is open to all who believe. So as we worship this morning and you feel led by the Spirit, please come, partake, remember, and give thanks. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Chaplain Doug. We're going to enter now into our time of worship, and I'd just like to encourage us all to sing out and lift our voices as we elevate Jesus in our midst here this morning. We'll see the words show up on the screen. You're welcome to sit, but stand if you're able. He inhabits the praises of his people. Be 
becomes your house, your place, our praise becomes your house, your place, our praise becomes your house, your place, our praise becomes your house, your place, our praise.
get saved right here, right now. I'm going to get saved right here, right now. You made room for me. I'm making room for you. Heal my mind. Heal my body. Save my soul. I don't want to play church anymore. I want to encounter the living God. The living, breathing God. Right here. Right now. Here is where I lay it down. You are all I'm chasing now. This is my surrender. Press surrender right here, right now. Here is where I lay it down. You are all I'm chasing now. This is my surrender.
Forever, still one.
love you, Lord, and we are so, so thankful, God, for this time of worship in your presence. We love you, Lord. And Father, as we're here in your presence, I'd ask that you'd be with us as we prepare to study your word. Lord God, would you anoint the words that are spoken to us, that are taught to us, God. Use those words to stir up our hearts towards you. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you'd bless those who are working with our precious children today. God, anoint them. Give them everything that they need to show all the kids your wonderful love for them, oh God. You're good, Lord. We love you and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. And amen. Hey, Mom, would you come up? And teach the children a Bible verse. Good morning. Oh, yay. Cameron's here. Got stickers. Hi, everybody. Hello. Good morning. How are you today? You guys ready for our, our Bible verse time? Welcome. Welcome in. Okay. So the Bible story we're going to hear today is about is in the Old Testament. It's out of the book of Ezra. And the Israelites wanted to build a temple for God. That was very important to them, to have a place where God would dwell. Because once they built that temple, God's presence lived in that temple. And it came, and lots of people didn't want it built. It came under attack, but it did get built finally in the end. But if that's where God lived in the Old Testament, where does he live now? In heaven. Mm, yeah, there. Where else? He lives in our hearts. That Back then, that was the temple. That's where God lived, in that temple. Now, when we ask him in our heart, that's where he lives. And that's a very cool thing, right? I like your shirt. It looks nice and warm. His presence is in our homes, but we bring it because he lives in us, okay? All right, so you guys going to help me way over there? Yeah? Awesome. The book of Ezra 6-7. Book of Ezra 6-7. Leave the construction. Leave the construction. Of the house of God alone. The house of, the house house of God, God alone. alone. Let the governor. Let the governor. And the elders of the Jews, of the Jews rebuild, rebuild this house of God on its original site. On God's original site. Good job. You guys did awesome. We have one person, I do believe, that has a birthday today. Yes. Pastor Steve. Where did where'd Marilyn go? Oh, she's over there. Yay. It's your birthday. The other was it your birthday recently? Yes. Yes. We're going to sing Marilyn's birthday. Happy birthday! You guys all right? ready? Going to help? Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. 
We love Marilyn. Yeah, all the right, children can... all got stickers because God is a rewarder that's of those right. who diligently seek him. So that's, that's what that was. right. So y'all right. got stickers. Now show me how Pastor Georgina taught you all to pray. Right? We close our eyes. We close our eyes and bow our heads and we think about God and we say, Lord, bless these beautiful children today. Bless all the ones at home and all the ones here and keep them safe, Papa God. Thank you for this time together to learn more about you. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Amen. Good job, y'all. You can go to your Sunday school room. Amen. Do you not like eggs? Okay. I hope the... uh... Children's workers are ready. That's a good group of kids. Have fun, everybody. Oh, found a sticker. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the vineyard. So glad to have you with us today on a nice, cool Sunday morning. Uh, and welcome to those of you joining us online. It's a little cool here. It's probably warmed up now. I don't, what is it? I don't know what the temperature is out there. But uh, not bad. I don't know why I felt the need to give a weather report, but sometimes I do. Uh, <clears throat> just, yeah, making things happen. So glad to have you with us. If you're a first-time guest or visitor... That code that just popped up there on that screen is for you. If you point your smart device at it, you will get a link to our digital connect card, uh, name, phone number, email. We'd love to have you fill that out for us. We will be sending you texts and emails over the next four or five weeks. Also, we have gifts for all first-time guests back at guest services. So if you can get one on your way in, stop on your way out, and they have a nice little welcoming gift for you, welcome gift. Yeah, that's how that works. Um, we always pray for our neighbors here at this point in time corporately. This is to sort of reinforce what we ask you to do every day, to be praying for those people who are around you. Uh, it's a huge ministry, it's a, it's a vital one, and, and it's productive, and it makes a difference, it's impactful. Uh, just so keep it up. God actually plants you where you are, and one of those things that we need to be doing is praying for all those people that are around us. So think about a couple of your neighbors, and let's go to the Lord. Papa, we lift our neighbors up to you. God, we ask that you would move in their lives in mighty mighty ways, that you would draw those who don't know you into relationship with you. And God, help us to be good neighbors, to love our neighbors well. Bring renewal, revival, and breakthrough to this area that hundreds and thousands of people will come to know you as their Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Good. Nice to have you back. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah. It's good to be back. There you go. Alice had a really bad bronchial thing for a couple of weeks, but uh, here she is, and I'm thankful for that. We are going to continue on in the series we're doing called The Questions Jesus Asked. This is part two. We've been in the three weeks because I did an intro, but now we're working through questions. And what I've told you to this point, in effect, is that in the four Gospels, there are over 300 questions that Jesus asks. And we're not going to cover them all. We'll look at about 20 questions. But what I would like you to do is, uh, while we're doing this series, is to read through the four Gospels and find those questions. Uh, and so uh, I suggested that you start in John, because that's where I started uh, for this series. 
And uh, in that first week, it was John 1 through chapter 4, those four chapters. Look for questions. I think there were six. Last week, it was John chapter 5 through John chapter 8. I suggest you read 15 questions. For this coming week, John chapters 9 through 13. So it's been four weeks. This is five weeks uh, of, of reading. Uh, but or five chapters of reading this week. Here's what I want you to do as you read. Don't be in a hurry, because it's not all that much reading, really. And every time you find a question, highlight it, make a note of it, write it in a journal or something, because these are important. They make a difference. Uh, and so you should find 13 questions this week as you read. Be looking for them. And then when you find a question, hang out with it a little bit. That's what I'm doing in this series. I'm finding a question. I'm just kind of then I'm hanging out in it with you. And I want you encouraged to do that because it will impact in very significant ways, your relationship with Jesus. And it's going to help you in the way that you read the Bible. You know, I've asked you to use your holy imaginations as you do it and plug yourself in. And I just think it's going to be a a great time together. And uh, Jesus asked all these questions. It's the way he teaches. And so he's drawing us in. So uh, we're going to look in just a moment. One of my favorite questions, do you want to get well? In John chapter 5. But before that, let's do... Oh, these were really bad, too. I thought they'd be better, these jokes. I really did, because I thought they were funny, but uh, my wife thinks you have to see them. Uh, Well, because they're word jokes, so you have to kind of see Somebody sent me a definition of words, and I really... It was a huge list. I had to edit it greatly. But uh, so listen intently and see if it works. So the first one is egotist, egotist. An egotist is someone who is usually me-deep in conversation. Me, me-deep. It's not even that funny. All right. How about this one? I like this one. No? You know. It's a Definition of handkerchief. Cold storage. I'm... Boop, 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 boop. Achoo! Get it? Handkerchief. Okay. Wrinkles? It's not that funny. Wrinkles. This is Something terrible. other people have that are similar to my character lines. Yep. That explains it. You got to do the last one because this is the only good joke. Well, th- and this wasn't even in there. Somebody sent this to me. You, this you is know, so good. What do you What do you call that that time when when God uh, took all the dinosaurs up to heaven? The Velocirapture. See, whatever. That got a laugh. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is good to be back, honey. Even in the bad jokes. Okay, let's press into Papa, shall we, before we read the word? Indeed, Lord, your way is better. And that's our heart's cry this morning. We do want to get well. Show us the work we have to do to get closer to you, to understand you more and live with you in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand with me, please, for the reading of the word? The text today is out of the Gospel of John. We're doing chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. Some time later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. The one The one who was there had been there, an invalid, for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. And then Jesus said to him, get up, 
pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. Blessed be the word of the Lord. Y'all can be seated. Okay. So, uh, this is probably my favorite Jesus question. I like them all. But uh, over the years, I have spent a lot of time hanging out with this question corporately. We've spent a lot of time. I did a series on this, like, went on for two years. And uh, it's such a deep question. Now, remember, the questions of Jesus are like that, a lot of them. I said last week that they were open-ended, which means you can keep going back to them and, and just the magnificence of God in his word, things will continue to open up for you. And it draws you in and you, you just go into these really cool places with God. And this is that sort of question. It's fascinating. And, and you can, I want you to look at it and take it in and, and sort of get behind what's happening on the surface. Do that with all these questions and, and just sort of dig into the depths of what's going on. So let me read you that part again. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years, and when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Now, I got to tell you that the first time that I read this, that I remember reading it and thinking about it, um, I thought, well, it's a silly question. Of course he wants to get well. He's at the place where that should happen. Um, and so just to give you a little background on Bethesda, on the pool of Bethesda, there was a superstition at the time. And that's really what it was. So, you know, I know the story's in the Bible, but the Bible was written for you, but it was written to people a couple thousand years ago, and they would have been fully aware of this superstition, and most of them would have understood it, and so the story would have made sense. And that superstition was that at this pool, every now and again, an angel would come down and stir the waters with its wings, and first one in was healed. So... It was known to be a place of healing by that story. And so people went there in order to be healed. It was where they went. Well, um, this particular guy that we're reading about in the story, uh, he had been there. It looks like he had been there a very long time. He'd had this, this affliction, whatever it was, for 38 years. Um, and it looks like he'd spent a great deal of that time in this place. So he was at a place known for healing, but he had never been healed. And what I, what I want you to see as we dig deeper into this is that, that sometimes um, we get so used to the way that we're living, even if it's not good, that it begins to seem normal. The bad becomes familiar, and we will often choose familiar over what's good in our lives just because it seems what's normal. And that looks like what's happening here. This had become the way of life for this guy. This is what he did. He went to the pool and he never got any better. I also love that Jesus sees this guy. Don't you love how... So when you read the gospel accounts, you will see that Jesus sees people that nobody else sees or that they want to sort of push off in a distance. But Jesus sees people. And... I want to say this to that. We need to be careful in our own lives that we model that, that we, we don't stop seeing the people around us. We have a tendency, if we're not careful, to sort of let the people that are around us become just part of the scenery and machinery of our lives. They're, 
scenery, we don't, we, we don't even engage. You know, we don't go any deeper with they're just people that are there and whatever, and we don't even really see them. Or their machinery, which means they're, they're there uh, trying to, you know, we think they're supposed to make our lives work. And so those would be people that are taking care of you at restaurants and grocery stores and wherever else, wherever else there's people. And oftentimes we don't even notice them unless they're doing something that we don't like. And then we get vocal pretty quickly and we make everything their fault because our life isn't working. Well, Jesus sees everybody. And, and because we're, you know, he's modeling for us life, we need to really start to open our eyes and see what's going on because that's where all the cool opportunities in life are. It's in being there and being ready, just like Jesus was, to, to it, you know, be the people that bring the kingdom news, the good news, and whatever that looks like. Sometimes it's just a smile. You might not get to do the whole thing all the time, but just being a child of God in a place makes a difference. So Jesus saw this. And, you know, I, I, I want you to use your holy imaginations as you just sort of get a picture of what's going on. And here's these people, and they, some of them have been there a long time, and they've sort of gotten used to their surroundings and whatever. And they, they're just not getting any better. Now, the word there, um, invalid, can be translated to mean other things than, than just that. Um, it, it could mean sick, it could mean disease, but it could also mean a weakness of some sort. There's more to it than just the physical component of the story. So don't just look at this and think, well, he couldn't walk, so that it doesn't apply to me because I can walk. We, we were just discussing this earlier. And, and uh, here's sort of an insight into that, that, that the deeper picture of this is that this is all about our walk with Jesus and what that looks like. And how does that continue to grow and get better and be all that we're supposed to be in our lives? And so the question is asked to this guy, do you want to get well? And he has a whole lot of excuses. But the excuses keep allowing him to live the way that he had been living. And so we need to be aware of that because it's a fantastic question. So think about the question, well, do you want to get well? Um, are you willing to do whatever it takes for that? Uh, are you willing to walk away from the familiar, if that's what it's going to take? Um, will you have faith in, in this area? Uh, will you trust God? Will, will you uh, do what he says? See, these, this is how that question grows in, in our lives. Or maybe, and, and I find this to be true, I sort of alluded to this a couple of weeks ago, um, maybe you, you, it's not that you really want to get well, you would just like maybe to feel a little better than you're feeling. You'd sort of like to figure out how could you keep doing what you want to do and yet not have the same sort of consequences that are impacting your life. Jesus, do you have that plan? I'd sort of like the healing light plan. <laughs> the, <laughs> the one that doesn't really require any effort or movement on my part. How about that one? And, and, and so that's often more the case because it's, you know, it's a, it's a pretty big deal. Uh, do we want to get well in the areas of our lives that aren't well? And we've all got them. Is that something that we really want? Well, hopefully the answer to that is yes. And then what you have to do is you have to stop making excuses about why things aren't changing for you or why you're not getting better in certain areas of your life or, or why you're not really yielding to the Lord in those things. Sir, verse 7, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. 
So he's got excuses. I can't get there. I, you know, it's just not going to happen. And so in effect, he's saying, well, I, I can't do it. I'm, I'm all alone. Someone else always gets there first. It's everybody else seems to be working out just fine for them. It's not fair. It's, it's too hard. What if it doesn't work? What, what if I can't do it? It's, it's really not my fault. It's somebody else's fault. It's society's fault. It's my family's fault. Some, there's always something else, something going on. Uh, and, you know, I'm in pain and nobody cares and I can't change and I've tried before. And what difference does it make? I will fail. We, we can come up with all sorts of excuses. I, li- I like to call them um, rational lies. And we're very good at it. We can rationalize all sorts of things to ourselves about why we're not going to make these shifts. But in effect, all we're doing is telling ourselves rationalize, lies that we can sort of justify and hang into and sort of go in that direction. Now, when you read this, this is what I think is really cool too. So Jesus, he's there, and Jesus doesn't help him to the pool. Jesus didn't even offer to carry him to the edge. Because you would think, you know, I look at this and I see it as a logistics problem. If the first one into the pool wins, and I've had 38 years to figure this out, I will win at some point. <laughs> I, somehow, you've you got to figure. See, that's the story, right? I would just sleep on the edge. Sleep in the pool. Who cares? I'll get a little wrinkly. I win. <laughs> but that's not what Jesus does. He doesn't do any of those things. Jesus just tells him what he needs to do to get well. And what he tells him is, pick up your mat and walk. And he does it. And Jesus makes him well. Now again, when you're reading a story, you can think, well, he got well and then he picked up his mat and walked. I don't know. I think the way that it's really written is that he listens to Jesus and even though he couldn't do this in his own strength, he picks up his mat. He gets up. And as he's moving in response to what Jesus says to do, that's when Jesus makes him well. And that's how it works for all of us. Again, big picture here. This is the, every area of our lives where we're not experiencing the full and abundant life that Jesus came for us to have. That's what it's talking about. It's about our walk with Jesus and living it out in a way that makes a difference, not only to us, but to the people that are around us. So if you really want to get well, you need to listen to Jesus. You put your faith in him. You trust in him and do what he says. Here's another way of condensing that. And you've heard me say this thousands of times if you've been here before. It's really all about trying to live by doing... Yes, the next right thing. Now, there's a battleground. See, that uh, I don't... Sometimes people think, well, that's just... You're oversimplifying it. And I wish that when people were struggling with something or if I was struggling with something, I could just stop it. And that would change things. We tease. Uh, there's a, we watched a video clip... Uh, that's hilarious. It's by Bob Newhart. It's a it's the it's Bob Newhart counseling session. Stop it. And if you've never seen it, go watch it. You, you, it will it will just have you roaring. It's worth the few minutes that it takes to watch it. And he he's a counselor, and he just stop it. Those are his two words of advice. And we always chuckle because that's sort of at the heart of it, right? Stop it. But it's not quite like that. It's not quite that simple um, because there's more to it than that. And, and so, uh, it, and this is sort of what's going on here. Later, Jesus found him in the temple, same guy, and said, I see you're well. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. He's saying, listen, keep, you need to keep choosing 
to live by doing the next right thing. You've had this huge change, but that doesn't mean you can do whatever you want again. You know, don't fall back into those old habits and patterns or whatever. You keep choosing to do the next right thing. And so the battleground for our life is played out in the choices that we make throughout the day to choose whether or not we're going to do it God's way or our way. And that's a constant. And, and that's really what life looks like. One of those choices leads to full and abundant now and forever life. The other choice, unfortunately, leads to an invalid life. One that doesn't make a difference. And, and that's it. The enemy is the one behind that. Look at, he even, we, we know it. John 10, 10, the thief, our enemy comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So there isn't, you have an enemy who does not want you to make the choices that lead to having the kind of walk with Jesus that he wants you to have. And he he just will do what he can to keep you stopped because he wants to invalidate your life. When you're doing this walk with Jesus, you're, you're not only, like I said, changing you, you're making a difference in the world around you and the enemy hates it. And so he tries to keep you from that life and he'll do whatever he can. And when you choose to start moving in the right directions and listening to what God says and doing them, there will be an attack that comes. Just, I, I just want to make you aware of it. I, it's, it's part of the deal because we have a very real enemy. First Peter 5, 8, 9. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. Like a roaring... He's not a roaring lion. We have... We, you know the roaring lion. That's Jesus. But the fake counterfeit part of him still yeah, Looking for someone to... Devour, resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. The enemy's on, on the attack. He does not want you to live full and abundant lives, and so he's after you. What do you do? Well, when the attack comes, you, you just ha- you have to keep standing strong. Let me let me do this. The, you have to submit to God and resist the evil one. Submit to God and resist evil. In James 4, 7, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now, a lot of people get to this and they read that. Well, that resists the devil. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to resist the devil. And it's, it, yes, you're going to do that. But, but you don't do that in your own strength because your own strength doesn't work. That's, that's like that whole willpower thing. You know, some of you have more willpower than others. But willpower can only take you usually not very far. I tease with the last group that... Today's January 15th. Uh, how many of you are still like really going strong with your resolutions? <laughs> Most of you forgot them already if you made them. Oh, that's right. I was supposed to start that. Wow. It's a willpower thing. It, it just isn't what makes a difference in your life. It's, it's in your own strength. You're not going to make it. It doesn't work that way. But this verse really makes sense when you understand that it's submit yourself to God. And resist the evil one. The first part is this submitting yourself to God. And what does that look like? How to submit to God. James 4, 6. But he gives us more grace. That's why scripture says God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. That's the beginning. And resist your, then submit to God and resist the enemy. 
So this idea of submission, it's really about yielding your life to God. Realizing your need for a Savior. You need Jesus. You needed a Messiah. You need a rescuer. You need someone to deliver you. You need Jesus. You cannot do it in your own strength. You'll never get there by following the rules well. It just doesn't work. You can't do it that way. You have to trust in Him and look to Him. And so you submit your life to Him. And you say, God, I need you in my life. I cannot do these things in my own strength Help me, God. And, and that's the first sort of part of all these things where you get better. You, you admit that you're, you're powerless to change in your own strength. And you need the help of God. You need a Savior. And, and that takes humility. That's what that verse says. It's that realization that I just can't do it. And, and so this, this idea of humility then helps us to live by doing the next right thing. Now, I, I have a proverb for you from the scripture that I think is actually the perfect answer to this question, do you want to get well? I found it after a long time of thinking about it and with all the things that we said, let me, let me just start with a question and you can even hear it from Jesus if you want. And he says to you, do you want to get well? And then the writer of Proverbs is going to tell us what that looks like. So if you want to get well, then Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, shun evil. And this will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. That's the do you want to get well part. And it's all these things. And I want to encourage you, listen, press into that proverb. This week, check it out. Hang out with it. That's the answer. And that's where you go in these areas that we need to begin to deal with in our life. And the faithfulness of God will meet you there. And the power of God, the resurrection power of God in you by Holy Spirit will help you do the next right thing and experience the life that he's calling you to. Okay, that's enough to chew on for this week. A ministry team, those here, why don't you head over the wall? People in the way they're here to pray for you. Listen. This is the idea behind this story. And I think maybe some of you need to hear this. So this, this guy, who, who you know, was a mess, in effect, he, he was at the place of healing, so to speak, but he never got any better. And I think if we're not careful, that can happen to us. We, see, because this, the way that we have an experience full and abundant now or forever life is knowing Jesus as the Lord and Savior of our lives. It's about a decision that we make that says, yes, God, I, I realize I cannot do this in my own strength. I'm not going to make it. I need a rescuer. I need a Savior. And that's that beginning process where we say, God, I, I need you. Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? And there may be some of you here today. You're, you're here, and, and so you're, you're at the place, but you've never taken the dive in which just said yes to Jesus. And I want to encourage you, do it today. It's the best decision you'll ever make. It's just that. It's a, this prayer of faith that says, Jesus, will you be my Lord and my Savior? And so for some of you, it starts there. Now others, we've been, we've been walking with the Lord you know, for, for a season, and yet we still have these issues that keep coming up. 
And maybe that was what was speaking to you. It's, you know, these areas in life that just aren't, and you know it, you know they're not quite right. You keep thinking, oh, I, that, I need to change that or that's not okay. And, and we sort of get this, this little awareness that something's going on. Oops. That was a bigger awareness. It's like, you know, it's sort of a, an awakening thing, right? And, and we get it and we go, oh, yeah, yeah, I need to change. And then we don't and time goes on. But let me say the faithfulness of God will do that second one yes. next time. Yes. Boom. And, and that will keep happening until we go, okay, I haven't really yielded this to God the way I need to and asked Holy Spirit to come and help me with it and start doing the next right thing. And maybe it's some of those issues today. And I just want to encourage you. Listen, it doesn't matter. All the excuses that I've tried, it doesn't. You just press in, take it anew, head on with the Lord, and he's going to help you through those things because he wants to help you through those things he's faithful amen, amen. I just I have a I'm just thinking of a story he's going to tell the story it's quickly yeah it's got nothing to do with anything that no, I said no but he likes this but story. it's funny see Alice hasn't felt good right and so no. the other day Friday I needed I needed to go get my hair cut very bad I, I, it was bad and uh and now let's tell you need to get a haircut. Okay, okay. So it's the so only we, way he ever gets a haircut. Yeah, yeah. Other, get a hair. Oh, okay. Other. So we're driving up. She's going to do some other things. And I'm going to go and get my haircut. And then we we start thinking because years ago when we were much younger, uh, Alice used to cut my hair <laughs> because and, you know we were young and we yeah, couldn't yeah. afford it. We, we had yeah, two babies. Yeah, we needed. So no, we she needed to we... cut my hair. But <laughs> at some point in time, it became apparent to me that she sort of resented having to cut my hair. Because it started to hurt more and more. <laughs> and and she, used the the, she used to blame it on the scissors. Well, they're cheap scissors. I'm like, we bought ow, them ow, from ow. And, then, and then one day there was blood. And I, and <laughs> I, I said, blood. And she goes, quit being a baby. I said, it's blood. It was like this little bit. It wasn't, you know. And I said to her, listen, you know, we're not going to make it if this keeps happening. Yeah. I got to go get a real haircut. <laughs> we got to find now. the money to get haircuts. It was a, it was a choice that I we made did. to do the next right thing that we helped did. us stay well. <laughs> you do what you got to do, you right? Do babe? What you yeah. Anyway, it doesn't yeah. really. But very yeah, grateful. Do. I don't have to do that anymore with yeah. bad scissors. Yeah. Anyway, if you guys need prayer for anything, please don't hesitate to get it, whether it be emotional or financial or whatever healing. If you need healing. Reach out and get some prayer today. Amen. Oh, Billy's got something he wants to share. Thank you, sir. Um, listen, when Steve was sharing about that man that had been at the pool and it said he had been there 38 years, uh, the thing that struck me is I- I've been there, and I'm sure many of you have been there, but I think there's some that are there right now. You know, it's easy to get to the place where we think we're too far gone. It's easy to get to the place where we say, you know what, he can't help me now. Uh, This is too much. This is too long. I've been here too long. I've been thinking this way or acting this way too long. And I I feel like maybe even the numbers 38 are significant because some of you might be even 38 years old. Maybe it's you or you've been in something three years or eight years and it's been a mess. And I feel like the Lord wants you to know that it's not too long and you're never too far and it's never too hard and he can change anything. If he can part the Red Sea, then he can part that mess from you. You know, you know what I'm trying to say? Okay. So if that's you, then I think we need to head to the wall and get some prayer. Okay. All right. Thank you, Pastor Billy. Good way to end, huh? Amen. Okay, almost done. Uh, I got to do this. 
Thank you, church, for your generosity. You guys are so awesome. Thank you for partnering with your faithfulness, the tithing, giving, offering, all those cool things. Real quick, we sent the food truck. Yes, Pastor Fran went yesterday with some volunteers, and um, they left here. And they went to every fire station and uh, police station from here to Key West and blessed all of the first responders that they found. Coffee, ice cream, you name it. Thank you. You make that stuff happen. We, we love those things. That's very, very cool. Yeah, it's very cool stuff. Okay, uh, doxology, and we're done. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thanks for being here. We'll see you soon. These doors will be open for you. Head out that way. Looks like it's got the sun out. So my, uh, if you're going fishing, you're braver than me. Hope your team wins. See you later. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We love you guys. Blessings. And, uh, oh, I didn't, I forgot to say it again. John 9 next week. Do you believe in the Son of Man? Wow, that's cool. That's a good one. Hey, wherever you're at, whoever you're with, just have a good day. Love them well. We have chili in the crock pot. Chili in the crock pot. It's cold here. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.